delivering clear, concise, and entertaining content on demand, this is SharperTalkMedia.com. Join the community. Welcome to Hire Up, the podcast designed to help you take your business to a higher level. Get the latest news and updates on everything human resources. Unlock the occupational DNA so you can identify, select, develop, and retain top talent. And now your host, John Beck. Our guest today is an international etiquette expert, author, and spokesperson who has helped thousands of people around the world learn to be more confident and courteous in business and social situations. She is the author of Poised for Success and Business Class, Etiquette Essentials for Success at Work. She is regarded as one of the foremost authorities on business etiquette and protocol in the world. She has appeared on a variety of national television shows, including ABC's 2020, The Fox Report with Shepard Smith, CNN International, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, Extra TV, CNBC, and Fox News. She is the founder of the Protocol School of Palm Beach, a premier business etiquette consulting firm dedicated to helping executives polish their professionalism enhance their interpersonal skills, and improve their personal brand. For more than a decade, she has provided communication and leadership programs, keynotes, and executive coaching to Fortune 500 companies, universities, and national conferences around the world. Jacqueline Whitmore, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're real excited to have you, and how are things in sunny Palm Beach today? Well, they're not so sunny right now. We're getting a little rain, but um, it's still a beautiful day, and and I'm just happy to be inside right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, I, uh, you know, I want to just share with you, Jacqueline, just a moment, and with our listeners, how I came across you, and you know, in my industry, I feel like I've just been missing how I've not come across you before, but I was going through a, a struggling time with uh, some events going on, and I had a situation where just a lot of folks, a negative situation going on in, in, in a particular project. And my wife was aware of it, and she took time out of her day and sent me an article, Seven Strategies to Dealing with Difficult People. I went through and read this article and I was like, ah, oh, these are great steps. And I started to apply these in this particular situation and it really helped me. And that author was Jacqueline Whitmore. <laughs> you had such good content. I said, you know, I, I had this desire to get more. So I started kind of following your information and really realizing what you bring to the table. And I want to just tell you, it's impressive. Thank you. So one of the things uh, that you seem to talk a lot about Techno etiquette. Yes. Minding your manners in the digital age. It's a very hot topic. So when we're talking about techno etiquette, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is cell phone and texting. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the etiquette involved in that, what do we mean by techno etiquette in those areas? 
Well, it's just being mindful of your behavior and how it affects other people. And I'm sure you've been to a restaurant where you've seen couples having dinner, but yet they're both on their mobile phones or whole families sitting around the table and each one is on their mobile phone. So techno etiquette came about, oh, probably, hmm, can't even remember the year, maybe 2002, when mobile phones started to become more popular. And I just noticed that there weren't any rules around how to use your cell phone in public. So I came up with uh, several rules and I started promoting them and, and publicizing them. I even founded a holiday or an event titled National Cell Phone Courtesy Month, which is in July of every year. I love it. And so it's my opportunity to help promote civility while you're using your smartphone uh, in the presence of others. You know, it almost seems like we're a highly connected, disconnected society now. Yes, that's right. And um, we tend to hide behind our our technology. It's so easy to be someone else nowadays with social media. And you can just about be anybody you want and say anything to anybody you want. And it's really becoming quite complicated, especially in the business world, because we're dealing with so many different generations. And there's one generation that grew up with technology and they communicate a certain way. But yet right. they're dealing with clients or customers who are of another generation who like to be dealt with a certain way. So I get a lot of calls from corporations and organizations asking me to help educate their primarily their their young people on how to communicate more effectively through email and cell phones and so forth. So when we talk about cell phone etiquette and you did mention a family and I have a family of four, wife and two daughters and myself and well I've noticed in the past that we've been at a restaurant and I'm kind of on that borderline of being technology driven, but at the same time, I know when I feel like I want to turn it off and just put it away. So I'll look at the table and I'll notice that everyone's on their phone. And so when we sit down, first thing I'll do is, okay, if everybody needs to check in, check in. And then after that, I'll even, you know, just tell, look girls, let's put the phones away. Let's enjoy some family quality time. But with that said, you mentioned that there are, you know, a few, if not rules or, or tips on cell phone use. Uh, why don't you share with us just, and I know you've, you have plenty, but just a few of, that you feel are the most important that our listeners could take away that may help them, whether they're in a business or social situation. Well, John, the most important tip is put people first, technology second. And you're quite right in asking everyone in your family to check in and then put their cell phones away because it is your family time. And the second tip is you always turn your cell phone off or on silent when you're with other people. And if you're expecting a very important call, let your friends or companions know ahead of time so that when that call comes in that you can take the call away from the table, not at the table. Right. And you make the call brief. But what most people don't realize is there are three times you can take your cell phone out at the table. Number one is when you want to take a photograph, a group photograph. Number two is when you want to look something up, do your research. Maybe somebody asked a perplexing question and you want to Google the answer. What would be a great wine selection with this entree? (laughs) 
Right. (laughs) Or if you want to take a picture of your food or show a picture of your new baby or your pet. So other than that, really, there's no reason to pull your cell phone out. And the other tip that's quite important is don't engage in cell yell. And that's when you speak very loudly on your cell phone so everybody can hear your conversation. Yes, because you're trying to fight the background noise on your cell phone. So you're exactly cell yell. I haven't heard it put that way, but I cannot. Do you mind if I steal that? Can I use the word? Can I use that term? Cell yell? Sure, (laughs) sure. And of course, um, the obvious is don't don't text while you're driving. that, That goes into whole safety issues. But Um, if if we're talking about business situations and social situations, just put people first. I really, really like the tip on letting, if you are expecting a call, and I'll find that happens to me, uh, maybe expecting a very important call and to alert the folks you're with ahead of time. That way they don't feel like you're putting the, putting the call ahead of them by just pulling it out, getting up and walking away. And letting them know what you're expecting. And, and, and that that is a great business tip. When we move into the areas of email etiquette, I find personally what has happened to me, I started out very formal in my emails when, you know, years ago when I entered into the business world and emails became a prevalent method of communication. I was very formal, almost like letter writing. Now I'm finding that I'm almost using it Speaking with, and I know I know this cannot be right. That's why I'm asking you. I'm almost using it like, I guess you would say a chat or instant messenger where we're one-lining back and forth over email. Talk to me a little bit about email etiquette and what are we talking about in that area? Well, email is not instant messaging and you can't expect an instant answer right away from email. So if you're just going back and forth, back and forth, either text or pick up the phone because email is more, um, it's more passe now than it used to be. In fact, a lot of universities don't even issue email addresses to the students anymore. So the students are used to communicating through texting and instant messaging. Right. I recommend that you be more formal Mm -hmm. than more casual because you can never be wrong when you're more formal. You can always scale back. Right. But if you start out being too casual, then it could lead into a poor first impression. So I believe that you should treat a business email just as you would a business letter until the person tells you to call them by their first name or they sign their email with a first name, you would address the person right. as Mr. or Ms. So-and-so. You always say hello or dear or hi. You always have a greeting. You always have a close. Mm-hmm. So I may be more formal than most, but I feel that in the business world, there are there's too much competition to make little mindless mistakes. The other mistake that I see a lot of people make is they misspell words. They use poor grammar, no punctuation. They don't even take the time to read or reread an email before sending it to someone else. And again, it can reflect poorly on your company if you're sending an email on behalf of your company. So I right. always recommend that you should put your best foot forward, be more formal than casual, 
always check your spelling, your grammar, because a, a client could think, well, if he can't even be mindful of the little details of this email, how can he be more detail oriented with my my business or my money or whatever you're handling. Yes. Yes. You're right on target that when you're taking the time to conduct and, and, and put together an email, treating it in a formal manner. And, you know, my mom always told me, uh, before I was married, my wife tells me now, but before, before I was married, my wife would say, John, wear a coat and tie. It's better to overdress than underdress and and dress to impress. And you can always take the jacket off or take the tie off, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't you can't put one on once you don't have it. So, well, that's exactly right. And so those those rules, even though they may seem outdated to some people, those rules still apply today Mm -hmm. and they work really well. They do. When we go into voicemails and and I, and I do want to touch on this a little bit because tell me about the do's and don'ts of voicemail. Well, there's two sides to voicemail. There's the side where you're leave, excuse me, leaving a voicemail. Mm-hmm. And then there is the side where you're setting up your voicemail professionally. Ah, yes. So, um <laughs> We'll, we'll address the first half where you're leaving a voicemail. I always say my full name. I always speak slowly. If you have a difficult name, you might even spell it for the person. Mm-hmm. You leave your name and phone number first. Because let's say the voicemail cuts you off and you haven't had an opportunity to leave your phone number. That's why you leave the phone number and your name in the beginning and you keep the message short, short and sweet. Right. And then I always end the voicemail with my phone number again. So I say my, my phone number at least twice and I say my name slowly and clearly. Mm-hmm. And that's the key because we've all had voicemails that you couldn't even understand the person. You didn't even know what their first name was. You had to they, re, yeah, you had yeah. to replay it multiple times just to just to get the cell, the, the phone number because they said it so fast and it wasn't clear. And you're trying to de- decipher decipher the information. Right, and so voicemail has become an irritant to a lot of young people. Um, a lot of young people won't even leave a voicemail. They'll they don't even call. That's why texting has become so overwhelmingly popular right? because no one wants to leave a voicemail because no one listens to voicemail. And then there's the side of setting up your voicemail. And that's important too, to know how to set it up. You also say your name very clearly. If you're not going to be in the office during certain days, let the caller know those dates. Who can they contact in your absence? And the key with both sides is keep it short and simple. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm starting to use, and I, I do a lot of professional uh, training and coaching and as well as presentation work. And I just added, and I was really excited about it. I added video conferencing. In fact, as we are in the assessment industry and work with major corporations all over the United States and, and Canada, we um, do a lot of presentation work to executive level groups via web conferencing. And what I find is when we added live video where they can actually see us, our success rate increased. But there's also an etiquette protocol 
to, which I didn't realize, and I'm excited to hear about this, to video and web conferencing. Educate me a little bit about that. Well, a lot of it um, depends on who you're talking to, and uh, but all, always you want to put uh, your best foot forward and use mm-hmm. good manners. And so video, video conferencing can be either a wonderful thing or it can be very uh, frustrating if you don't know how to use it. So I would suggest that, and this may seem so simple, mm-hmm. but you make sure that there are no distractions in the background, i.e. children, pets, right. noise, TV, door, <laughs> running. TV, right. Yeah. And a lot of us work from home. Sure. So there are those distractions that are possible. So you shut the door and tell the family not to bother you until you are off the phone. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you are <clears throat> on that video conference, you must be prepared. You want to also speak clearly. And this is uh, something that most people don't think about is what you wear in a video conference. I usually wear solid colors. Right. Nothing, that, nothing with stripes that can make the camera go crazy. And that does happen. And yes, yes. Nothing distracting. Mm-hmm. And this may sound so basic, but don't eat and drink while you're video conferencing. <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I, what I, what I've done in the past and now that I were doing the video live video with our conference, uh, our WebExes or whatever, you know, systems you use, once I set our camera in place, I'll look around on screen and I want my desk and everything to look organized and I don't have scattered papers. And even though I may, I organize it or I get it out of the camera view and I really make my desk area seem professional and presentable. I usually, whenever I know I'm doing a video conference, I agree with you that that first impression is very important. I always tr- try to remember to shave. I'm shaving. I'm uh, usually trying to wear the right, you know, good good attire. So that way when they see me, they it's it's almost as if I was there live is what I'm trying to portray. And, yeah, and, and that's a great idea. Yeah. And it really has been effective for us. So video conferencing and, and video is, uh, is, is certainly becoming an integral part. Now, this is something that I am uh, excited to find out a little bit about, and that is when we talk about techno etiquette, we cannot not talk about social networking etiquette, <laughs> the Facebooks, the Twitters, the LinkedIn's. And what I've seen lately is a trend, and I see people get scolded on LinkedIn when they're posting pictures of their baby and their children on LinkedIn. And I've and I, I I've never stepped out and sent somebody a little note. But I've seen now that people are being, um, I don't know how to say it, but they, if they post personal uh, photos, you know, they'll quickly get a, a note from someone saying, hey, this isn't Facebook. And so when to post what, when to do what. So talk to us a little bit, a little bit about the social network editing part of, of, of all of this. Well, we really don't have enough time to go into all of it, but it, we could t- t- literally spend a, a day talking about the do's and don'ts of social media etiquette. But what I will say is that, again, if you're, if you're representing your company, mm-hmm. you don't post anything poor or ugly or negative about your company. You don't badmouth your company. 
because if you're friends with your coworkers, then they're bound to either forward it, copy it, share right. it. That's I right. uh, <laughs> I would also recommend that you don't post anything on social media that you wouldn't want your grandmother to read or that you wouldn't want posted on the front page of your local newspaper. And also <laughs> social media is just that. It's social. The reason why we participate is to engage with other people. So if you're just going to be a voyeur or you're just not going to participate, what's the point? Right. Why would I want to be your friend on Facebook when you don't contribute anything? Mm-hmm. So I recommend to all my college students specifically if they are interviewing for a job is check your privacy settings. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, make sure your privacy settings are set so that people can't see all your information right? and keep it private. I, um, from a business perspective, and I, I have a close friend of mine who owns his own business and he'll do some posting on Facebook and so on and so forth. And he uses these emojis and smiley faces and these little symbols. And I know this probably doesn't sound the way it comes across, but I said, you know, real guys don't use emojis. (laughs) I I just found that from a professional standpoint, I was watching, looking at all these little emojis and smiling faces on these business posts. And what what, what are are your thoughts on that? was, Was I heading down the right path trying to let him know that or was I way off base? Well, in business, there we are seeing more emojis creep in, yeah. not only from women, but also from men as well. Yes. And the reason why people are using them uh, more often now is because they don't want their message to be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you can say something in an email and because I can't see your face and I can't hear your voice, I don't know if you're kidding. I don't know if you're serious. I don't know if you're angry. Right. And so what people have started doing is using these emojis, these smiley faces or frowny faces right. to communicate what they're really feeling, what the message really means. Should you use that all the time? Absolutely not. Should you use it with everyone? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a time and a place for all of that. And I would use it with discretion. I never really thought about what you had mentioned. So you're saying, and I did get your point, use it with discretion. You know, Like my dad always says, you know, nothing in excess, everything in moderation, right? But so, but there is a time and a place. And if you, you know, if you, if you're feeling, you know, if it's a really sad situation or if you're trying to convey the emotion behind it, I guess that's where these emojis come in and to can clean the message, if you will, to, to con- convey the feeling of the message. I could see what your, your point being that there could be times and places where, where they may be effective. Right. Right. Absolutely. So in business, again, you have to use discretion. You have to use your best judgment. But when in doubt, leave it out. I know that you have a very busy day and schedule and we are real close to our time. But before we go, I just have a couple things I wanted to let you tell us. So for those of you who, you know, from our audience who, you know, don't know who Jacqueline Whitmore is. Jacqueline, why don't you give the audience your uh, website addresses? I know you have two. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what those are? Well, the main website is etiquetteexpert.com. The other is my blog, which is my name, JacquelineWhitmore.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those social medias, Google+. 
people can find me. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you're easily found. And also, tell tell the listeners, and we have a huge following. It's growing. In fact, our you know, as of today's web, uh, today's podcast, uh, our, our podcast uh, higher up was just named in the top seven human resource podcasts. We're really excited about that. Just, I mean, it just came out today. I wanted, you know, so for our listeners, tell the audience a little bit about what type of services or if an organization was looking to bring you in, and I know that you have a repertoire of, of things that you do, but what would be a primary get started point that an organization might contact a, a Jacqueline Whitmore for, tell, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you might be able to come in and do in an organization. I'm often called upon when an organization needs training on social skills. For example, most people are, when you're hired for a job, you're hired for your technical expertise. But then when the person gets hired, then that person is asked to represent his or her company at trade shows, conventions, dinner parties, serving on boards, etc. And the person may not be so skilled in social situations. So what I do is I work with corporations to help polish their professionals in all areas, including techno etiquette, first and lasting impressions, dining skills, dressing for success, and more. Right. So if it, if, if it has to do with how you communicate, either verbally or non-verbally, I'm the one who people call. Well, th- there you have it, folks. So if you are... Uh, if you're in, and, and I can tell you, I, I, I'm just about finished uh, one of your books, Jacqueline. Uh, it's the uh, book you wrote on uh, poised for success. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost toward the end of that book, and I'm looking very much forward to reading Business Class, uh, Etiquette Essentials for Success at Work. Uh, so far, it's been a great read. I've, I've talked to my daughters about several of the areas that you have uh, recommended and pointed out, so it's been great information. And we're going to have show notes that are going to give uh, details on how to reach Jacqueline right at hrhigherup.com. Find the podcast with uh, Jacqueline Whitmore's name on it, and folks, you'll be able to find uh, her website, her information, uh, where you'll be able to reach out to her directly. And so if you, if your organization is at a point where you're looking to raise the level, to take your organization to a higher level, I can tell you just from my experience and engagement with Jacqueline, uh, she is the person who can do that for you and provide the etiquette essentials for success within your organization. Jacqueline Whitmore, thank you so much for being on Higher Up today. It's been a pleasure. John, it's been a pleasure speaking to you too. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And you have a great day. I'm actually going to be on a corporate trip with uh, one of our big publishing companies uh, in Palm Beach uh, later this summer. I might have to make a stop by the Protocol School of Palm Beach. All right. Sounds good, John. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. You too.
listening to Higher Up with John Beck. For show notes, updates, and more on how to break the code to unlocking occupational DNA, join the community at hrhigherup.com. And take your business to a higher level. This has been an exclusive production of SharperTalkMedia.com. Join the community.